Welcome to another episode of the friggin' show. You won't believe what we just went through. Holy guys, we almost we almost didn't we almost <laughs> weren't doing this right we now. We almost quit podcasting. We almost stopped. We Katie came. We had new equipment. We had new wires, and yet everything was not working. None of it was working. Uh, and here we are. It's almost four twenty. Got a minute to spare. Oh, <laughs> Katie got here a little after three. This is how long the headliner's been on stage. Seventeen <laughs> hours. <laughs> I was about to start our, our time recording when I realized, because I was also in charge. Oh, look at you. You're so smart. I'm so lucky to have you. Ugh, I'm so, even though you just figured all of this out. <laughs> I did kind of help at the end, though. You 100% Katie was the one pulled doing, us to the finish line. She was the one doing everything, and then we were going to give up, and I went, wait a second. Maybe let me just unplug this and plug it back in. And you know what? It worked. And I think it worked. I think it worked. Now, if you're watching the video, you'll see that we're sitting extremely <laughs> close to the laptop, and that's because we have about four inches of give. <laughs> this is not a lot of wire to work with. I've today. ordered thousands of feet of wires, and yet <laughs> we've never been closer. I'll be honest; I'm usually sitting back, relaxing, comfortable. Yeah, yeah. This usually, lamping. This episode is going to be on. I hope y'all are ready. This Real comedy is going to be ready for you. <laughs> Real comedy should make you uncomfortable. I mean. Then I've been doing real comedy all weekend. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to talk about it on the pod, but I feel like the listeners love a little messy drama. They do. That's what all of our review, all of our <laughs> reviews on iTunes, by the way, guys, I'm obsessed with you. Everyone's commenting like, yeah, this is what happens when two ladies get together and talk some shit. <laughs> it's like no frills, no frou-frou, just talking shit. I love talking shit so much. And I feel like I've spent so much of my life in fear of talking shit, but now no one can hurt me. Who's going to hurt you? Who's going to hurt me? We Where am I not going to get booked? Please don't ask me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is the difference between where Kate, like, like nothing shows the difference between where Katie and I are at in comedy, where she's like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> and oh, yeah. I'm like, I need these things. Hey, you know what? Here's what I think. And I genuinely thought this yesterday. I thought you would do a much better job there than I did. Whoa. Why? Um, because of what we were talking about, where you're like, if the energy is low, I'm going to be a freak and like hype them up. Yeah. And um, I, I can't. <laughs> I am who I am. I'm a total. I'm a total fucking freak. And like, I will do my best. Uh huh. I have poise. I feel like I've always had poise. I can say all of my jokes in a row. Yeah. Um. But unless you're fucking with me. Yeah. What What fun is there? Like, I can't. I don't think I'm capable of making someone have fun when they're in the mood to not have fun. And wow. I feel like you can make people have fun. You're fun, and yeah. I'm not as fun. <laughs> I think that's just because of all the men I've typically been attracted to in my life. Like, I think from a young age, I've only dated men where I'm like, wow, you hate everyone, but I'm a fuck. I'm a crack you and I crack them. Oh, that's what I got. Yeah. I think I spend a lot of time doing that at home with Chris. I will say that was one of my favorite parts of last week's episode was you scatting. Me too. I was like, this is good content. Even if no one else listens to this pod, I'm having such a good time listening to it. 
The only problem is I don't listen to it in the car, which is where I listen to the other pods. Uh-huh. Because I take notes while I'm writing it. Yeah. And so if I do have to, like, listen to it, I'm, like, screenshotting it. And then I'm like, I don't know. This is about Elmo. I don't there, know what it was. This there, is about us. There is nothing worse than um, I'll be, you'll send me the podcast to listen to before we release it. And if I'm with Zach, like, it's such an odd, like, I'm always like, I'm so sorry, <laughs> but I have to listen to my podcast. And the other day I was like, can we go, do you want to go on a walk? And he was like, yeah, um are you going to listen to the podcast on the walk? <laughs> I was like, ha, what? No, I want to spend time with you. You baby. Nah, nah, but let me just put my, take these headphones out. <laughs> I have to tell Chris, I have to go. Cause I am very like, um, executive dysfunctional. Like I can't like start a task. Like it's very hard for you to start a task. Mm-hmm. Once I'm in it, don't you're, talk to me. You're, once I'm, I'm in, in it. it, I'm in it, but I'll be like, Chris, I'm taking my medicine in one hour. I will be working on my podcast and please check on me and make sure that's happening. <laughs> like I have to tell him that. And then because I tell him that in my mind, I go, he's not going to check on me. It's you're on your own. <laughs> and then I do it. It's such a weird, like weird little process. You've kind of figured it out though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My whole life is just tricks to get me to do the work I need to do. Yep. It's all about tricking and rewarding yourself. That's right. I um this was a memory I had actually this morning. It's not a memory I have, it's a memory my I have from my mom telling me about it. I don't know why this made me think of it, but I guess a reward system of that. I guess the difference between my brother and I when my when my brother was potty training, uh, he's 6 years older than me. My mom was like, "Hey Miles, look." And she bought like him like a toy car. She was like, "Once you are potty trained, you get this car." And every day, my brother would go and just stare at the car, like, <laughs> silently. <laughs> no. Stare at the car. And he would he used that, and then he was potty trained, okay? And then, okay. like, many years later, you know, I'm born. She does the same thing. She's like, Tamar, come look. It was like a Barbie doll or purse. Come look at this. When you're potty trained, it's yours. And I started screaming and crying, <laughs> saying no. I wanted it now so much that my dad went, just Give it to her. She'll never learn to use the toilet this way. And I don't, I think she, I want to say she just gave it to me. So I wonder if that completely affected my um, reward system in my brain. I think people are, you know, obviously wired differently. Yeah. Like my younger brother, I feel like needed no Cody. Yeah. Cody Hughes. Cody Hughes. Freak of the pod. Freak of the pod. I think he needed no uh, motivation besides being a good boy of the Lord. You know what I mean? Like he came out of the womb like, yes, mommy, best, best baby, best everything, smartest Hughes, like no doubt about it. Like I'm not even going to be like, I was a shitty kid. Like yeah. my mom said I was a very good baby, Aww. but then I was very much that, that kid who was like, oh, that doesn't, that doesn't enthuse me. I'm not going to do something for that. I think all the people of Charleston would probably agree that Cody was the best kid without ever even having met him as a baby. They'd They're been like, like, yeah, yeah. I see that big old noggin. He probably <laughs> tore your mom asunder. Um, but I feel like uh, that's one of the things that like I've noticed like uh, in, in our social media campaigns at work. We had to like pitch a thing for children to save money on a debit card. Like it's just a product. Like okay it's a debit card for kids that your parents put the money on and you oh. learn how to be responsible. And that's one of the things is like you set it up where it's like, I want that. I want to go to the coffee shop on Friday. So you put like the coffee shop picture and you're supposed to like look at it and like be like saving your money to go to it. Oh, huh. that doesn't work for me. Did your parents teach you how to budget? Mm, no, 
<laughs> they were well. They to- they they told us never get credit cards. Yeah, which I did when I went to college, and then I think I just wound up defaulting on it. Yeah, it's been a long time. Sorry, Visa. Sorry, Visa. Sorry, Visa. Um, but yeah, they were always like, don't finance, buy it. If you can't afford it, don't buy it. And I think that's like a really big valuable lesson yeah um i do buy dumb shit a lot but like i will save a lot for a purchase yep i think that's a good advice it's easy to buy one thing and then another and then another and you have money for none of it yeah 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 god Uh, how about you did they sit you down and go this is a checkbook yeah i remember even at the time when they were teaching me how to write a check like even when checks were still a thing i was like i'm not gonna listen this is not gonna be valuable to me (laughs) no one's gonna I don't Just think paper. I ever I don't think I ever wrote a check in my fucking life. But they taught me how to budget and uh I this is embarrassing, but I think this is the first year of my life I understand taxes. Oh, nice. They're boring and like I don't think that's going to be a part of my life to do them, you know, like right, that right, just right. doesn't seem funny or hot or like silly. <laughs> so like as me and my best friend Brad all the time are like, taxes just aren't our vibe. It's you know? not a vibe. So I don't think I'll do them ever, but I'm having fun um, writing things off. Oh, that is the best. You come to me. I will tell you how to write everything I just off. learned that. I've started that process of saving all my receipts and organizing, and that is fun. It is fun. That's cool. I will like, yeah, I'll save them up. I have like a folder for each month. I put all my little mm-hmm. receipts in yep. there. Mileage. I know you don't have a car. Right now, but mileage is huge because, like, every mile you drive, it takes off 50 cents of the amount of money you've made on an excursion. So, say I drive 600 miles, I make $300. I didn't make any money, according to the government. That's the thing. Like, that stuff's it's important. Very important. Artists, freelancers, pay attention to what you – my friends make fun of me because I don't know anything about taxes, but I'm constantly like, oh, you can write it off. But you really – really, if if, if you're a comedian or an actor or anything, start – Here's what you cannot write off. What? Clothes. What? You can't write off clothes. Like, you can't write off stage clothes. You can write (sighs) off a costume. So, like, every time I did a Joe Pettis character roast, I wrote Uh off every every item I used. But if I buy this new shirt from Target to use on stage, that doesn't count. Makeup doesn't count. Shoes don't count. Well, what if, you know, I'm wearing a costume on stage and it's that of being a big dumb whore? What if I'm wearing a big dumb whore costume? I think you could get away with it if that was, like, entirely your branding. Like, I feel like a Larry the Cable guy has a pants and cut-off shirts budget. God damn it. Right? Because it is a character. So I think if you were, like, Tamara Lubin. (laughs) Is that a good slutty name? Tamar Lubin. (laughs) Tamar Lubin. That's actually good. Tamar Lubin. So, yeah, if you're Tamar Lubin, you can wear slut costume, but you can't wear them anywhere else. That's the only problem. Darn. Well, I'll just – all right, so I guess I can't write off any of my big pants, small shirts. No, but – You can write – if you're actor, though, you can write off shoes. Oh, yeah? It's called the walking tax because actors walk more than – that Regular sounds like people. something Eisenhower made up. He's like, <laughs> you know what? Those actors, they're walking here. T- they're gumshoes, I tell you. <laughs> the walking tax. Interesting. Um, yeah. God, I bet you guys didn't think you were. Sorry, dog. I bet you guys didn't think you were going to get. I was almost going to say medical advice. I bet you guys didn't think you were going to get financial advice. Hey, today. medical advice is next week. Yeah, if you are. <laughs> Write in with all your rashes, burns. Yeah, ask scrapes. us questions, guys. Send us pictures of that little oh, rash. God. No. Katie's saying no, but I'm saying No pictures. Yes. No pictures, please. Can you still hear me? Yeah. Hell yeah. Can you still hear you? Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah. And we're at that we're at that nice twenty. We're on that nice twenty up here. This is good. It's great. Um all this is being written off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all I didn't make any money this year because now I own lots of toys. (laughs) Um but yeah, I think 
that was last year that's what i did is i and this was not a great idea but i spent all my comedy money on stocks whoa just because i was like i'll never have this opportunity again i have a full-time job and a little comedy money yeah i'll just do that and now i just have a lot of money in stocks that is depreciated from it's like a lot of money when it put in yeah so i don't know that was what i did one year but each year i do something new and stupid take out a twitter what are you doing this year <laughs> i couldn't think of something uh podcasting is gonna make us some serious fucking cash uh i guess i uh i'm spending now i'm spending my babysitting money on comedy stuff um i'm just trying to save the rest so one day i can um kill myself just- <laughs> uh, no not kill myself what uh, wait what? what you're quirky i'm so crazy i went i went a little in the red i'll say that quirky. okay that's okay. You're supposed to go in the red when you're talking about killing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going deep in That's the red. That's normal, baby. Not I'm me. Going, that bathtub's going to be red. I'm going straight up to heaven, baby girl. <laughs> I know I'm going to heaven. <laughs> the new club looks like heaven. There's lots of billowy white fabrics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> red Clay Comedy Festival was this weekend. <laughs> Best. Oh, my God. Slay. Best merch. I have ever seen for a comedy festival. Amazing. I, I got to go spend all my money yeah. on that. <laughs> so cute. They were selling the merch from, someone told me, yeah, they're selling shirts and sweaters from other years. And I was like, whatever. And then I looked and I was like, yo, that sweater is fucking cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great merch. Yeah. I loved the, I love that red clay hat they had a few years ago, but this year it's all very retro. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. very cool. Um, I didn't see you at the party last night. Yes, I did not go to the party last night because I have done this now twice where I <laughs> <laughs> I am. OK, so I I like to have fun. You know, I'm a little partier, but I am. This is the type of fun person I have when I do have a lot of fun. If I'm drinking or doing something, I'm a one place person. Usually for sure. I hardly go to a second place. At the Chattanooga Comedy Festival and at Red Clay Comedy Festival, both of the first nights there. I went to multiple places, and that's how you know I was out of my fucking mind. You're just being dragged from place to place, or you're like, are you leading the charge? I'm like, yeah, let's go. Like, someone brings it up, and I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> I <laughs> At Red Clay, okay, here's what happened the first night at Red Clay. Super fun, right? Had my set. Didn't, didn't drink. Had, like, I think sipping on something before my first set. Nothing at all, right? And didn't, where were you performing? So I did, uh, I was in the Midway tent. Oh, fun. And then before that, I did Don't Tell, the Don't Tell show. Oh, I think I think uh, I was supposed to, I, I got asked to do that. Oh, and yeah. And then I was on another yeah. show. <laughs> and I've never regretted anything more. I got all of Katie's. Oh, yeah, I got, I did, I got, got all of, one, yeah. I got all of Katie's uh, shows she couldn't do this weekend at Raw. Hey, it pays to be friends with <laughs> a big old flake. <laughs> <laughs> pays to be friends with someone that does not use their calendar. Well, here's the thing. I have a calendar, and I want to tell you this. You're the first to hear it. I'm stupid. You've got <laughs> you have my attention. I bought a Sunday through Saturday calendar, and my old calendar was Monday through Sunday, and I have fucked up so many days. Katie Hughes. It's November, and I've been doing it all year. I got to get a new calendar. You have. Why, why, why don't you choose the one on your phone? <laughs> you can use it on your phone. You get to set reminders for yourself. That feels an awful lot like work. Do you not use the calendar on your phone? Absolutely not. You you have a real hard calendar? Yeah, I didn't bring it with me today, but it's the size of my notebook, which people also say is too big. They say I have a very, very big brain. Katie, <laughs> you need to use the calendar on your phone. 
You, I should. That's amazing. You were able to set up this. Like, I don't even know what you're doing on here, but you're not using your phone calendar. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. You know who told me to get a calendar is yeah. Catherine Blanford when I was like, I had been here for like almost a year. She goes, you don't have a calendar? I and ha- I didn't. I have. Okay. So I have my heart calendar over there hanging on my wall. Yeah. I put all my comedy stuff on that. Uh-huh. So every month I can see all my comedy stuff. And then like if I'm going out of town, I'll put that. Then I have a list on my phone in my notes section of any show I'm on. So when I'm booked on a show. Oh, my show, God. The sound just sounded so good in my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it shocked me how good it sounded. Yeah, this sounds amazing. I okay. can't wait to listen to the recording and it's like. <laughs> so then I have a list of all my shows. Mm. So I write that on there, too. So I can check and make sure. And then I put everything else in my phone calendar, which is comedy shows, doctor's appointments, hangout, all that work, all that stuff goes in my phone calendar. Uh huh. God in heaven. No, all of mine's in my book calendar. I should get a wall calendar. What if I- you lose it? It's so big. What if, <laughs> what if something happens? What if it gets water spilled on it? I do fear that, but I don't know why I haven't taken <laughs> You're a... You're going to do phone calendar. I'm going to encourage you to do that. Okay. That'll be my... I don't have a lot of dates coming up, uh-huh. so I, can, I think I could start yeah, slow. Yeah, start now. Start with doctor's appointments, all that shit. But, oh, um, that did happen this week, too. Dude, I had a doctor's appointment on Thursday, and I showed up on Wednesday. It was telemedicine. So I log in on Wednesday, and I go, well, this is weird. They're not logging on. <laughs> and then I looked, and it was like, the 10th is a Thursday, and I was like, like <laughs> but then the next day I waited for a whole hour to do telemedicine, and I was so mad. This would have never happened if you just had it on your phone calendar. But- no, they made me wait a full hour. No, they would have. They would have. They would have sensed. They would have sensed, sensed you. It. They would have been like, "We can't fuck this lady over because she's with it. She's so with it." Um. Oh wait, but so okay. So on the first night of Red Clay, after my set, I had you know those tip tops, the little short cans. Yes, the one that's still in my fridge. Yes. Okay. Yeah, guys, they have these drinks called tip tops. Last year at Red Clay, it was kind of a, uh, an iconic moment because everyone. They're these little cans, but they're an entire cocktail. It's like 37%. So last so year, strong. Last year, people were chugging these cans that are meant to be poured over ice and sipped. And people, everyone was blackout. Yeah, I got there. I wasn't even on the first night of shows. I just got there, and it was like seeing a bunch of zombies. Like, people were fucked up. People, it was so funny. It was such a, I, it was such a memorable thing of that <laughs> festival that this year, when I went to the tent to grab one, Three, I'm not exaggerating. Three people stopped me and went, whoa, 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 wait. You know what those are, right? Like, Oh, my God. It's like heroin. It's like, <laughs> please don't. That's too strong for you, little lady. They wanted to make sure because people are – you're not supposed to chug it. You're supposed to really sip on it. So I had – after my show, I had a couple of those. Uh-huh. A couple – like enough that I was – but here's where I went wrong. <laughs> I, I, I started microdosing, as I do. But because I was so drunk – and I'm having so much fun, you know – I feel like at comedy parties, when it's just a ton of comedians, if you want to have the most fun, you kind of like, I'm such a social person, an extroverted person, but if you're going to be at a party where every combo starting with, so where are you from? You got to be fucked up to really have For the most sure. amount of fun. For sure. Because you're just meeting a ton of people from other places. So well, it's really interesting because I went to the party last night and I didn't recognize any of the comedians. Wow. And then I was like, not even sure if they were, com- like, I was like. <laughs> Yeah, like we have a look like yeah. even if you're like ugly. a fancy we're ugly as shit your grandma said it yeah, she, she said it so many times we got a look um but yeah they were all wearing their badges and i'm like you just don't know who these people are yeah. but i'm a, i like to dance 
I don't need I don't need to talk to anybody. You were dancing. I danced. I, a li- I got their dancing. like last three songs, but they played like Green Day and like a couple other uh, ones. I wish I was dancing too. Me and Carlette Jennings, freak of the pod. Freak of the we're pod. gonna go out dancing one day. <gasps> Can and I come? come? Yes. Oh, I'd love that. Yes. I love Carlette. Yes. Um, so okay. I, so I'm <laughs> microdosing, and and now here comes the point where I, looking back, Zach and I were both microdosing, but I was doing way more than him. <laughs> I didn't realize it till later because he asked me. He was like, have you been taking more? And I went, no. <laughs> I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think I was meant to lie to him. I just I just don't think I realized how much – because I was giving them out. Like, I'd give no. them out to someone. <laughs> Normally, <float> away. <laughs> Normally, if I microdose, I take a little – set my timer and if in like an hour later i want a little more mm-hmm. i'll take a little more that's so responsible uh, yes and maybe yeah. i'll do that two or three times but because i was so drunk like i would take a mushroom and then i would offer one to someone else and then when they had it <laughs> i would take more too like <laughs> so oh, you're having one i should have one literally it, oh that's so good it, because i was drunk i kept doing this it got to the point i go to claremont lounge for the first time ever have you been there no it's 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 it was fun, but it was way different than what I had expected. It's a strip club essentially with the old gals, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there was one one older gal, and I go to Claremont Lounge. I'm having a great time. I am no no one is driving. We're all being responsible. We're all getting rides from people who weren't drinking or Ubering. Okay, this is when things. I I this is when I knew I was full on tripping. I went to the <laughs> bathroom at Claremont Lounge, <laughs> and I looked in the mirror. And I said out loud, <laughs> I was looking at myself in the mirror and I said out loud, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and I got stuck in the bathroom for 10 minutes staring at my face in the mirror because it did not look like my fucking face. I'll tell you one thing. I don't know whose fucking face that was, but it was not mine. Oh, my God. Then I went back out. It would be so funny if that was a prank mirror and it, was, <laughs> it wasn't your face. It was a stripper. It was like an old whore behind it just going. (laughs) (laughs) I went back out. I go and I whisper in Zach's ear. I go, yo, dude, I just looked in the mirror and that is not my fucking face, bro. I was like, that is not my face. I went, that's a man's face I just saw. That is a man's face. I didn't freak out. All right. You're like saying this, like you're like I gotta, I gotta tell you something. I, you're not gonna like this. <laughs> I was totally chill. Uh-huh. We finish up there. We go home that night. We're like getting ready for bed, and he's like, "Hey, I just want to say, like, major props to you for not freaking out. Like, you had a moment to go down a hole, and like, you weren't freaking out at all about staring at the mirror. And I don't remember, I don't remember saying this, but yeah. he says I went, "Haha, yeah, for sure." But do I have a man's face? <laughs> I went. I'm not mad. I just want to know. <laughs> <laughs> like you went out, like you put on your makeup and you didn't realize when you were, that you're putting on a man's face. <laughs> just like sliding it right on. Just putting testicles and a dick is the nose. <laughs> I love that's one of my favorite uh, Larry David moments. I'd curb your enthusiasm where he gets too high and he looks in the mirror and she goes, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I just, I mean, I spend, I'm a, I'm a mirror gazer yeah. anytime I'm like too fucked up. I'm yeah. just like, me too. Hey there, <laughs> lady. Hey there, sexy, sexy. Yeah. I just really get lost in my own eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's scary. It's spooky. Yeah. Even when you're not high. Even, I remember as a kid, I would just stare at my eyes in the mirror and kind of scare myself sometimes. Cause if you really just kind of zone out and look at your eyes, you're like, who the fuck is that looking yeah. at me? Oh. So 
that's how fucked up I was. I was full on. Like I don't. I, I was. I was. Yeah. I was trip. I was. I'm trippy. glad that you handled it so well and you made it home safely. Yeah, I'm impressed with myself. It was so fun. And then the next day I woke up and. Bro, I'm sober now. That's the crazy. I don't think I'm ever going to drink again. I That's was, all it takes. I was so, I feel like I was in college. Like, I haven't been that hungover in a long time. I hate being hungover. The worst uh, hungover, I, and I don't want to ask you this and, like, put your shit on blast, but, like. Ask me. Were people, like, doing, like, coke and stuff, or is that done in Atlanta? No one was doing coke. Okay. No, I don't do that. I don't, I think that's, in my, like, generation of comics and stuff, no one does. Good. No one oh does Oh, my God, coke. thank God. Like, I will never do coke again just because it's so, like, I mean, I don't give it to you. But, uh, <laughs> if you don't remember what I'm talking about. But I'll never, like, be like, oh, you've got coke in a bag at a bar? Let's, like, so it's risky. so risky. The last time I ever did it, I think it tasted like um, the laundry detergent. Uh. And I, it was in, it was an EAV, of yep. course. Um, it was a trusted friend who had it, and he wasn't dead, so I tried it. And I'm like, we're yeah. both not dead. Um, but every time I've been to EAV, when I used to drink, I'll get so hungover, and then I'll do a little. Yep. And then, <laughs> and that makes the hangover one billion times worse. Yeah, coke hangover. Coke hangover is Sucks. maybe the like. I've had two really bad ones. One, I quit drinking. That was my last. Like I was like at the skull, doing all this stuff, and I knew I was going to quit drinking, so I was like really overdoing it, God. almost to punish myself. So I'm like, don't for like I had the best time. Yeah. But I knew like in the morning I was going to feel like shit. But the time before that was like with Clark Franzman. Uh huh. Probably not freak of the pod, but we love you, Clark. Uh, and uh, future freak, we just met some girl because the other girls in our group weren't sharing theirs. So we met some other girl, me and Clark, and we just did hers. Uh huh. And I went and like I was it was uh, graveyard. Is that next to five two nine? Yeah. Whatever that dance club know. is. Yeah. And then I just like went and I like do a little bump and I like threw up and I was like, let's go. <laughs> and that was the sickest I've ever been the next day, and that still didn't stop me. From doing it again? From doing it one last time. <sighs> and then what was the last time? What was It was a New Year's time? Eve. Um, same person who had the, the laundry detergent shit in EAV. But it was like downstairs at Skull. It was better that time. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was just like, I love doing comedy on it. I could see why people. Yeah, I bet. Holy shit, the confidence. I bet, yeah. I'm up there like Robin well- Williams. <laughs> <laughs> All you're doing on coke is telling stories to people you don't care about. That's like college joke. Like that's like oh, that saying not to drink and drive is being like, oh, you can do coke, but don't tell any stories. So, oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. But that makes sense that it would be awesome to do comedy on it. Didn't Zach used to have a good joke about? Oh, coke off of a baby station. That one, but there was one about like uh, not drinking and doing. Co- I forgot. There's a lot of maybe star I've... bar coke jokes that I've heard where I'm like, <laughs> that's brilliant, but. Probably not to everyone who hasn't done cocaine. I was never really into coke. It was I, something about staying awake to drive home. I think that was Zach's joke. But oh, really? Yeah. That was probably pre pre me living here. Pre you. Pre me. Well, I was just thinking, did I, s- I don't know if we were pals, uh, I'm sure I thought you were funny, but like at Red Clay last year, because you said you were there. Yeah, I was volunteering last year. Uh, yeah, I don't, maybe we, oh, I remember saying hi. We probably said hi, but we yeah. Were, we weren't pal, pal, buddy, buddies. No, I probably was just like, that's the only Funny new person <laughs> at Noni's. <laughs> oh, wow. We got one. Um, yeah, I, I remember seeing Marietta every year. I've done red clay. Angel. And last night she hooked me up. <laughs>
But I had Dunkaroos for dinner last night. Have you had a Dunk? You dunked it? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm allergic to gluten. You're allergic to gluten. I had Argosy fries last night, and Ooh. those are the best fries I've Hell had yeah. in a while. Are they like Noni's, like with the garlic stuffy? Or no, but they, oh, Noni fries are good too. They they hand slice them and Ooh. they fry them like the perfect crispiness. They do charge you fucking 50. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to be. They charge you 50 cents for a dipping, which is fucking stupid. But you don't even need the dip. The dip should come. One dip minimum come with the yeah, fries. Yeah. It's fries. Yeah. It's so. cone. It's cone. Um, oh, I'll have to make you. When we do our friggin' cooking show. Yeah. Uh, there's like twice. Uh, you know, like, there's like twice baked potatoes, but then there's like that, but for fries. Oh. So you like boil the potatoes first and then you fry them yes. and they're so good. That's amazing. I'd love that. Yeah. I'll have to do that. Um, oh, yeah. Dunkaroos, cocaine. Dunkaroos and cocaine. Um, but yeah, she hooked me up with like a lot of dinner and went and danced and I was sad that I didn't see you there, but now I know why. Yeah, I was so, I, <laughs> I was, was like, so where's <laughs> my friend and co-host, Tamar Rubin of the friggin' show? And everybody said, the queen is not here. I was <laughs> I was so dead yesterday. Yeah, I was just so wickedly hungover. Like, I, I didn't drink a lot in college because I smoked a lot. I didn't drink a lot because I would just get the worst. I do now. The wor- Like, I'll probably, by the time I'm 30, I probably won't drink anymore because you know I'm sure fu- my hangovers will just get worse. People go, oh, when you're young, you bounce back. I never had that. Me neither. I've never been a bouncer backer. Ever. Like, people, I, I can't, I don't know anybody who just wakes up and they're like, not hungover, but like, I. Zach. Uh, Really? Yeah. Oh, jealous. The only way I'm Is it not... all guys who could do this? Like, or what? Because I know women have, like, that extra layer of, like, fat under their skin that makes it harder to not be an alcoholic. Oh. Because, like, it's, it's hard. Like, it just doesn't leave your system as quickly. What? Yeah. So you're calling me fat? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, my, my grandma was, like, a big alcoholic. That's why she died. She, like, went, let me have some gin. Put in the car. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, like, that was, like, one of the reasons. Like, my mom, like never drank growing up i don't think i've ever seen my mom have a drink but she told me like that's why it's harder for women like once you start drinking to like quit drinking because it's mm. like stays in your system and interesting makes it harder to, like, yeah get rid of it and this could this might be the medical advice you're looking for and it might not be accurate but i feel like i've believed it long enough god well also people that drink it's like if you drink every single day when you stop you're gonna have the biggest hangover of your fucking life oh my god oh yeah i was it was so i was so sick that like it was so funny sitting it's just so funny too because you feel like a baby but like you did it to yourself Mm -hmm. and i was sitting i couldn't lay down because i read like i should i was trying to have sips of water but it was like don't lay down sit, sit up and then, so I was just sitting on this couch, all the lights off. I was like in a shirt, no pants, <laughs> <laughs> just in the dark like this, just in silence, just wait, just waiting for it to pass. Yeah, so bad. And then I was just, you're just so tired after. So tired. It is exhausting. I don't know about you. But I have this great um, genetic feature that when I vomit, it bursts like the blood capsules <laughs> in my face, so it gives me freckles. So I look like super cute and like Pippi Longstockings <laughs> when I'm hungover. I'm just a vomiter like, too. <laughs> Oh, got to get it out. I'm a vomiter. I'm not even vomiting anything up. I'm a fucking... Dude, I think that's... I, I mean, I can't believe it took me so long to realize that drinking is not for me. Because, like, I, I do love to drink. It's I fun. have such a fun time. Yeah, it's fun. I'm running around. I'm saying things I shouldn't say. Yeah, it's fun. Overconfident. <laughs> um, But I would always get real, like, spinny and, like... It always made me nauseous, like, even just a few drinks. And then I would just keep going and then go home and throw up. Yeah. Not great. Not great. I know I'm done. I I haven't been like this in forever, but like I would I'm a like 
if my words like in college or like if my words start slurring <laughs> and my words my my words go if my words go tomorrow needs to go home okay, man. tomorrow is done <laughs> i think i vomited i vomited only i'm a day <laughs> wait this is a fun i'm a day after vomiter i'm never a i'm never a night of vomiter oh except one time in college when brett kavanaugh was elected yeah i vomited that night really um, yeah i drank too much and i vomited but um in <laughs> when i was in college i uh my now now my ex-boyfriend at the time he wasn't even my boyfriend he was like it was like a second or third date but i was pretty into him yeah we like what god i'm so stupid because i just i think i thought this is just what you did in new york because the the first time i ever dated i was when i was living in new york and like we would go on these dates and we would just drink so much like we would just drink so heavily <laughs> which is an insane now now to think about that like if i were to go on a date now and they were just like let like it was bar hopping was the first date like that's, that's yeah that doesn't sound safe or fun no or that's what you do with like friends like to go bar hopping with a stranger like all you're doing is being like all right we're getting ourselves drunk for Each you place know i'm less and less safe yeah <laughs> <laughs> so him and i at this point was like our second or third date I remember we got we got pretty fucked up and I remember I, w I went back to his place and I remember knowing that I was going to be sick tomorrow. So I was like, I cannot sleep here. Like, I can absolutely not sleep here because I don't know. I cannot be sick in this guy's oh, house. Oh, yeah. I end up falling asleep. I don't I don't even think we did any. We didn't do anything. We were so fucked up. I fall asleep the next morning. I wake up and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. And I don't know this man at all, but I know I like him. Like, I know I want something to happen with this. Yeah. And I remember I was in his bed, and he's talking to me. He's, like, being all sweet, and I just, like, was not listening. Like, my face is just like, <sighs> and I, I felt it coming, and I just stand up, and I'm like, I got to use your bathroom. I'm butt-ass naked. <laughs> I go to open the door, and he's like, hey, I have roommates. So I'm, like, looking around for my clothes to put on, and he's like, oh, you want to borrow one of my shirts? And I'm like, yeah. And then he's like, he doesn't know where I'm at. He's going through every shirt. No. He's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, this was from my wrestling team. He's like, oh, this is my favorite TV show. Like he's going and he's not hungover at this point. It seems like no. if he's telling you about his T-shirt yeah. collection, he's completely fine. Oh, I grab a shirt, I put it on, I grab some of his shorts. He's like, all right, that's my favorite shirt, so don't get vomit on it. Joking. I you're like throwing up into it actively. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's a sieve. I shut the door behind me. It's a hallway. His roommate's room over here. Other roommate's room there. I can hear they're all in their room watching TV or whatever. The bathroom's across from me. I don't even make it to the bathroom. I start vomiting. Oh, yeah, vomit warning. I start projectile vomiting all over his hallway. And then I open the door, Katie, and I... I open the door and I like vomit all over his bathroom. And then it's like the second I get above the toilet, I stop vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's vomit everywhere. Oh. And now I'm like, fuck, I got to clean this up before someone comes out. So before I, all three roommates open their doors and slip like a three <laughs> stooges. <laughs> so I literally, this is so disgusting. Y'all I get like paper. I get like, no, not paper towels, tissues. And I'm or like to toilet, toilet tissue. Paper. Yeah. Oh. Toilet paper. And I'm wetting that with water. I'm on my hands and knees, and I'm, like, p trying to clean up the vomit in the hallway. And I remember hearing the roommates, like, watching TV and wrestling. And I remember literally thinking in my mind, I made a decision. I was like, Tamar, if one of the roommates comes out right now and sees this, you're going to finish cleaning up. 
you're going to get your stuff, you're going to leave, you're going to delete this person's number, yeah. you're never going to talk to him again. I managed to clean up the hallway really quick. Secret I, cleanup? Yes. Okay. And I took toothpaste, and I was, like, rubbing the toothpaste so it would smell minty. Like, I was desperate here. And then I did the same thing in the bathroom. I tried my best to clean all my vomit up, <laughs> taking hand soap, putting it everywhere. I think I used his put toothpaste <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's disgusting, Katie. <laughs> it's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, shit. I took their toothpaste and put it on the ground. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it'll smell minty. It'll just smell like yeah, someone yeah. brushed their teeth. <laughs> Did someone just brush their teeth out here? <laughs> Did someone just brush the floor's teeth? <laughs> I cleaned everything uh-huh. up. I did it pretty quickly. I was like keeping myself in line. Yeah. And then I went back to the bedroom and I felt a lot better. I was just like, oh, you know, oh, it's like, is everything okay? I was like, yep. Okay, I didn't tell this man about this. I end up going. I end up dating this man. I end up living with this. No man. way in I, this place. Yes. Okay. I full on moved into that apartment with him. Okay. And I, I think I told him like months into living with him. No about way. That story. Yeah. Okay, that's a pretty good secret to keep. I feel like I would get caught immediately, but I'm glad that they didn't come down the hallway. It was. One of the most stressful moments of my fucking life. But didn't it make you feel better? Like that adrenaline rush? Like it's like being sick and then you go on stage and you're like, I'm fine for this 20 minutes or whatever. I think the adrenaline rush probably got rid of my headache or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was my version. Hey, guys, instead of doing cocaine, just vomit in a place where you, you know, people like public sex turns people on. Try just vomiting in a place where you could get caught. (laughs) (laughs) And the adrenaline of having to clean it up with limited supplies. (laughs) The adrenaline. Will get rid of your hangover. God. Mm, This makes me glad I don't drink anymore. I was, you know, I actually was hungover from like just the weekend after that dance party at Skull at at Smith's. Uh Uh-huh. I felt like literally hungover. I think it was just because I didn't drink enough water and I danced all night. But that's where I'm at now. I'm feeling hungover from no drinking. (laughs) I wanted to do, um, I thought about doing, God, my parents are going to, guys, I don't, my parents listen to the podcast. It sounds like I do a lot of drugs on here. I don't. I don't even smoke weed. These are all of our best stories (laughs) compiled from decades of debauchery. I was thinking about doing, taking Molly on like the last Oh, I've never taken that. I took Molly once, but it didn't work because I was like on SSRI medication with that guy whose house I vomited in. Um, it worked for him though, but, um. My only nervousness about taking Molly at like a comedy festival is I this honestly the thing I don't like about drugs that I, I think I used to like that I don't is like like Coke or Adderall or, or Molly, something like that. You're so excited to talk to people and it's like, Oh wow, here I am having this great conversation with fucking so and so. Right. But what I don't like about it is it's like I don't like the feeling of afterwards being like I didn't want to talk to that person. Like, that connection I formed was completely based on the drug I was on. Mm-hmm. And not, I, it could have been fucking anybody. I could have had, I could have fucking talked to Osama bin Laden that night and been like, yo, dude, actually, like, dude's pretty cool, dude. Pretty cool, <laughs> dude. I would always do the, the, let me tell you all the secrets. And I would be like a little extra, like, cruel. Like, like I'm trying to be funny, but yeah. then I would just be like extra mean. And, you know, we're all drinking and stuff. So yeah. I think, like, I just don't want to say mean things about people that I don't mean, but yeah. I feel like, oh, I'm trying to be funny with my friends, yeah. and you say something horrible. I feel like that was a big part of me going like, do you need to be drinking? Mm, saying mean things. Real loose lips kind of gal. Yeah. Also, I take Adderall, so it is not good for drinking. Oh, yeah, because you can drink 
forever if you're on Adderall. I love drinking Adderall. You can drink. I'm sure my liver's like, you're killing me. (laughs) But you just get like, like, I feel like Superman. That's so interesting. People always say they feel like Superman. (laughs) And I would run around. I'd say, I feel like Superman. And people go, shut up. I go, you feel like Superman. (laughs) Guess what? You're not good at comedy. I would never talk mean to people. I would just talk shit about people, and I didn't like that because, like, you know, you're just being loose. Yeah, and you're like, who the fuck did I say that to last night? Right. You could have said it to that person. Well, I said it to Powell. I said it all to Powell. (laughs) Powell, please don't tell anyone. (laughs) I always think it's funny. People love drinking on Adderall because they're like, I can just keep drinking. And I'm like, you just sound like an expensive date. Yeah. Like, but I get the feeling sharp and not... Yeah, and also, like, if you're like, oh, I I was already taking it for work or whatever, and now I'm still on it, and I'm drinking, why not I just take another one? I have one. Well, and Molly makes you feel like you're in love, like it's the love drug. Like, you're in love with everyone. I I, wouldn't like that. I don't want to, you know, I don't want the next day to be like, oh, fuck, I just talked for two hours to fucking... Katie touched everyone's arm last night. Yeah, you really (laughs) are. People really are just like, (laughs) just really... From what I've heard. So I don't want to have some moment with someone that I did not want to have a moment with. Mm-mm. I mean, you're still conscious, I think. but Yeah, that's the thing about drugs that I, I really don't like the perception. Even in my own mind, I go, oh, I wouldn't be able to handle it. It's like, I've done lots of drugs. Yeah. Hey, Pam and what's your dad's name? Stan. Stan. Pam and Stan. <laughs> I've done more drugs than your daughter. How about that? <laughs> hey, so feel better now? Try that on for size. Try it on for size. Is. Um, and that size is going to be small if I keep throwing up all these sandwiches. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, the shrimp scampi. My shrimp scampis. Um, I always think, oh, I can't handle this. I'm going to, you know, whatever. Usually drinking is the one thing where it's like you're out of your mind. You don't have control. Anything else is like, oh, I feel weird. Maybe my words are coming out weird. Like like tripping, I always feel like I'm a little mumbly mouthed. Yeah. But I still can go through the world with ease yeah. pick up things talk to humans you know like drinking is really like debilitating that is interesting because we're most casual about drinking i'm never like i'm never like hmm, let me set an intention before i'm drinking and make sure i'm not on my phone and i'm in a good place but that is the one that is the only one that and honestly smoking weed makes me feel like like i'm not like just bad really yeah i used to yeah i used to love smoking weed but now like I, I did it recently in my house watching a TV show, and that was nice. But, like, I'm there, like I've just been so many times out and about I do it where I'm like, oh, I just feel anxious. Or I just feel like I just get really negative thoughts. Oh, I do get negative thoughts. I, I feel like I, I think I feel like I'm already, like, codependent, and that's something I've worked on very hard to not be as much. But yeah. I feel like weed makes me more codependent because I'm like, are you mad at me? Yeah. Are you mad at me? Do oh, one of the the last times I smoked was I wasn't really doing it, and then I filmed a short film with these group of people who were amazing, and then they were all they all smoke, and we were watching back clips of it, and we all smoked, and watching yourself on camera while you're high, <laughs> I was like, I in that moment I was like, I hate myself, and I shouldn't have gotten high to watch this. Everything I'm doing, I do not like. Interesting. Yeah, I think when I was younger, I would. I was very, I was much more of an anxious person and negative person, mm-hmm. negative thoughts. And I would smoke a lot of weed and that would kind of quiet those thoughts and I would feel relaxed. I would do it to unwind and social. 
And then as I got older, it felt like I, I, got, I worked a lot on those anxious, on that anxiety and like the negative thoughts. So then now when I, it feels like the reverse. Now when I smoke, all those, like that little door opens and those thoughts come in. Hey, you thought you trapped us, but you didn't. Here we are. <laughs> you missed me. Did you miss me? We're going to come get you. You missed me. You got a weird, you said gluten weird. <laughs> No one's ever going to like comedy. It's like I've been doing comedy for 15 years. Nobody likes it. No one likes you. No, no one, one likes you. you. All, those, all those laughs you've gotten are pity laughs. Pity laughs. I don't pity you, fucking cunt. <laughs> Such negative thoughts. I feel like I use it as a, I mean, I smoke a lot, but like I feel like when I need to get something done, I'm like, if you get this done, you can smoke some weed. That's good. Reward system. And yeah, that, yeah, because I'm already like, I've already smoked during the day and I go, okay, well, once you have this, go have a cigarette, and then you can't have weed until you're done writing your pages or whatever. Like, That's good. I really do have so many little, I don't know, like parenting myself tricks. Yeah. Yeah. You got to reward yourself. Yeah. I think the most amount of trouble I ever got in as a teenager, which is one someone asked us that question on our thing was, what's the biggest trouble you got? Oh, my in? God. I love this question. Yeah, as a So that's, yeah, let me see it. Okay. Was, yeah. The worst, what someone asked us on our Not Gonna Lie what is the worst trouble you got into as a kid? Oh, you go first. I think mine was, I was, I started smoking weed in high school and it was after my, uh, one of my high school boyfriends, Josh Sapagian, I'm using his full name, Freak of the Pod. Uh, <laughs> he broke my heart into a thousand pieces and then my dad had cancer. I had a lot going on. So I was like, yeah, my dad had cancer, but I was really honestly torn up about <laughs> Josh breaking up with me, to be honest. <laughs> the secret lives of high school gals. <laughs> Everyone was like, Tamar, is it, you're so sad about your dad. I was like, no, <laughs> who am I going to go to prom with? <laughs> <laughs> but I started smoking a lot and like eating. And I lived, I grew up in California, so it was like mad easy to, to, to obtain different little things. Was it? Oh, Like before yeah. it was legal? It was medically legal. so Oh, everyone, for like your whole life? Yes. Oh, wow. The second I started, well, yeah, when I started smoking, you and you could get a medical marijuana card, and all you had to do was be 18 and be like, I. it was like a joke, out, you know? Mm. I have a headache. Yeah. I, it was a thing in my high school, on everyone's 18th birthday, they would go get their- They would go get a headache. Go get their- <laughs> 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 So I would eat edibles. Like, I'd come home and eat an edible and like try to do my homework and just be- <laughs> I wrote a history paper- I wrote a history paper so high on an edible, and I remember reading it the next day, and I tried to compare the Byzantine Empire. I was like, yo, this emperor is acting like an unhappy middle-aged housewife sitting on her dryer. Like, she is just- You wrote this in a school paper? I yeah, love that. in high school, because I was so <laughs> fucked up. And this Byzantine bitch trying to get off her nut on the dryer. You know what I'm saying? But I thought I was being real sly about it, but my- mom fully knew and mm -hmm. i would drive she told me never to get to get in the car with anyone who was high i would do that all the time um but the biggest trouble i got in was like my friends came over and i lived in a very suburban neighborhood and we went and we went in the middle of the day we smoked weed at my old elementary school we got caught all right <gasps> we didn't get they didn't we didn't get in trouble he like came out saw us he was like what are you guys doing i was like leaving <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going uh, now we're on our way Okay, we ran out, but we came home, and we were so high and obvious, and my mom was like, my mom sat me down. She was like, I know you're going through a rebel phase or whatever, but, like, you're really walking around this fucking neighborhood with your friends looking, like, so fucked up. Like, oh, like aesthetics are not good. Yeah, like, you're looking, you're look, you guys look fucked up at 1 p.m. <laughs> you guys got any gummy bears? You guys got any fucking worms? <laughs> you guys got snacks? You guys got snacks? 
Can I have a water? Please, I'm so, so thirsty. thirsty. <laughs> Lemonade. <laughs> Lemonade. My, uh... My grades were slipping. Like, it was junior year two, which is With probably... With essays like that? <laughs> Hard to believe. Yeah, no one got what the fuck I was going through. No one fucking got my art. Like, yeah, my grades are slipping and everything, like, all because of this. And my mom was like... My mom was like, you need to fucking pull your shit together. She was like, you need to work hard and play medium. Because right now, you are not... You are not fucking working hard, but you are playing too hard. And she was really honestly straight up with me. and Because she, she didn't say, stop That's so cool. doing this. Yeah. She wasn't like stop doing it. Play she was medium. like experiment, but she was like it's she's like you're going to regret that the little choices you're making now are going to affect the rest of your life cuz it was like I was applying for colleges. This was the one year they were looking at in college is your junior year. Oh I yeah. Was, I was really letting it all. But I bucked up after that. Yeah. Yeah. What you in school with like a GPA wise? 3.8. Nice. Yeah. Very I was, nice. I worked hard. That's great. But then it was I also think because then my you dad, got into comedy, so none of it mattered. I got a theater degree. None of it ever fucking mattered. Like that's the thing. None of it ever fucking mattered. I right. d- I did get a lot of scholarship because of my academics. So oh, nice. I guess it mattered a little. Yeah, you got to like look like you're doing the thing to seem serious for the other things yeah. you want. Yep. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I'm gonna tell you this. Yeah. I spent. I had. I never tr- smoked a cigarette. Smoked a weed. <laughs> drank a beer. I never did anything in high school. Uh huh. Wow. Anything. What? I was in trouble all the time. <laughs> For what? Grades. And they weren't uh, even bad grades. I would get a C in math. Uh-huh. And all my other grades are A's and B's. If Not all A's and one C. I was just not, I'm just not good at math. Me too. I'd always get C's in math. Always. And I had, a, I had the same teacher, algebra two and geometry. Like I had the same teacher and he was a, not, a, not a teacher that was explaining it to me in a way that I understood. And I would get grounded for the entire semester if oh I brought home God. a seat. So it would be nine straight weeks until I got that next report card of no phone, no TV. And like then usually I would be able to bring it up to a B by that time because <sighs> it was always like a high C. It was, like I wasn't that bad, but I like. You know, it's Henderson. It's not like the hardest math, but, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it just wasn't for me. It was very much the, why won't Mr. Brown help me do these math problems? <laughs> he was drawing my triangles before. <laughs> Maybe I should have learned that for geometry. Um, so I would get grounded. And then, like, I realized that if I didn't show my mom my report card day of, I could do something like the last day. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. To bump that up. Like one last time. And on this particular day... I already knew I was going to get grounded, so I just went to the thrift store with my friends. Like, that was our big to-do. We love thrifting. Fun. And it's like, these things I'm saying, it's like, that is the most innocent thing. She's not smoking cigarettes behind the the ingles. Yeah. I'm fucking going thrifting for a cool little, like, vintage shirt. And I was in so much trouble when I got to my mom's store. And, like, she she was like, she already knew my grades somehow. She knew everything. (sighs) Um, So that was probably, like, the biggest trouble. And then, like, that was always the trouble. Like, it, it was never, like, different kinds like one time i got in trouble and i still had my friends over to my house like i think they like spent the night katie because i lived in the bath in the basement and they like my they left and my mom like came in and she was like you better thank the lord your god that i did not come down here while they were down here like it was like insane one time my mom and also a lot of time management problems like my mom was like gonna buy me tires for the car i drove which was her car, which I wound up ruining. Whatever. Um, I just forgot to change the oil for three years. Oh, my God. You do that. Sometimes you forget for three years. And then the car goes. The car goes, bye-bye. Um, and I was, like, 
taking my time to go and get ready. I, was just like, I think it's like Christian Davis, this Free of the Pod, maybe. I don't Free know. You didn't pod. say he listens, but you better listen. Uh, and she, he goes, she bad girls clubbed you? I go, yeah. <laughs> I walked away from her and she just grabbed my hair and like pulled me down to my knees from behind. Wait, that's kind of hot. <laughs> that's so hot. She I said, Barbara. Your- hair down yeah because i was like i'm gonna go in a second and i turned around and you never turn around on a hughes oh <laughs> she like just grabbed the pony and like katie and my mom's shorter than i am she's a tiny woman and she like it, i'll never forget that so they were all like the same kinds of trouble they were the same like issues over and over because i had undiagnosed adhd where i was like i can't focus on these things i can't make it to school on time i can't remember the things you need me to do i wasn't doing any drugs and yet we don't believe in psychiatric care and that's family you should have been doing drugs i should have something would have changed you know wow yeah that's insane the pulley yeah she did bad girls club you yeah i was like i love that bad girls club barbara out here she took off her earrings and was like get the fuck over here you're grounded (laughs) she took off her macrame earrings locally sourced she took off her macaroni necklace and she was like you are fucking after i take off this beautiful jewelry you're my favorite son cody made you are fucking getting cody never got grounded cody never got in trouble did you guys fight growing up one time i bit him (laughs) i would get in trouble because he was so perfect and i feel like that made me very like jealous how much like so like yeah i would like i would pick on him a little bit yeah i would say i wasn't nice to him i feel bad i guess i don't (laughs) want to say what a cunt i was but like i guess all little kids are bad i don't know older or young i'm four years older than cody okay so you and i'm Cody's three or four years older than Caleb. Okay. You bet him. Laura Knight has that joke where she's like, uh, if you're in a fight, the best way to know you're losing a fight is if you fight I heard that the other night, and I was like, so funny. She's never like, you're never winning a fight, and you're like, all right, Ah. now for my next move. (laughs) My next move. (laughs) She had such a killer set on Monday. I loved that. On Star Bar, yeah, she fucking... She was doing. I'll have to tell you this off mic because it's not. This is not something I want to put on the record because it's like her riff. Yeah. So I don't know if she wants to turn it a bit. She had the funniest riff in the back, and I was like, "Is that a bit?" And she goes, "No, I'm just saying it." And I'm like, "I hate you. You're so fucking funny." She's always like that. Yeah. And I'll be like, "Write that down." And she's like, "Why? Why would I? Why is it gold? I'll just comedy gold." Yes. She's yeah. She doesn't need to write it down because she'll say something else in a second. That's just as funny. She's talking. She's talking about her kids were. trying to argue with her and she was like they don't know nothing i taught them and i was lying to them or something like that and i was like i love the idea of gaslighting your kids into believing something so you can beat them in an argument later and i'm like is that what my parents were doing and lauren's just articulating it really well i mean if she really hit all the notes for me this week um the funniest her funniest instagram story ever to me was um <laughs> her son <laughs> Her son, she had to go pick up her son from school because he had, like, hit. Her son was, like, in elementary school. Her son had uh, got in a fight with a girl. And she's <laughs> on the way to the school, and she's just like, I'm going to fucking ground this man, yada, 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 all this shit. And her partner at the time was like, we got to hear his side of the story. Like, we don't know what happened. Lauren's like, no, I know his fucking, like, he's fucking done for. And then, like, you cut to, like, <laughs> it's like an hour later, she posts a story. She's like, all right, so we got his side of the story, and... <laughs> He is, you know, she did start, like, she did go over and, like, start it and, like, all this, like, total 180 of, like, this kid's fucking done for, like. That's great. Yeah, I listened to this kid and uh, <laughs> it's not what it seemed. Believe children. 
believe your kids. Uh, well, that's funny because, you know, they always tell you not to hit girls or hit women. Yeah. But little boys and little girls are equally strong. Yeah. And at that age, the girls are bigger. Yeah. All they're the getting girls taller, taller, bigger. Yeah. They're, they're more mature. They've got more like schematic plans in their heads how to destroy you. Oh, my God. One time when I was little, I don't I don't want to say this if I've already said it on the pod, but uh, this kid stole my goldfish crackers. You have not said this. I haven't said this. Maybe I've just thought about it every day of my life. (laughs) My mom would make me. So Cody was like a baby. And like my mom would make me those little Gerber jars that were like glass. And she'd put my snacks in there. And I fucking loved it. That's so cool. Aesthetically. Yeah, that's some Etsy shit. That's some Etsy shit. So this kid stole my goldfish crackers. And I took my thermos of orange juice and I clocked him on the side of the head Holy with it. Holy shit, Katie. Like, that's like some fucking, like, Irish gypsy shit where and I'm like, did you take me, mom's crackers? Well, I'm going to come for you, buckle. And now that guy fucking hits his wife or some shit because he had a brain, a fucking brain injury early he on. He has lots of dreams about hitting his wife. He's in a coma. That's interesting. <laughs> but I was, like, in second grade, so I was like, here we go, clonk. <laughs> Got in a lot of trouble for that. Yeah, good. But not with my mom. Your my mom, mom was never like, was mad at me for stuff at school, which is really weird. God. Kids. Like, except grade stuff. But, like, ki- like kid stuff at school, like, never. Did, did you ever get advice? Like, I remember the advice my parents, like, when I got, um, this girl in my class would uh, tease me a lot. She was always telling me I was weird or whatever. And we my, showed her. I fucking showed her. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm fucking weird. I'm a fucking freak, actually, bitch. <laughs> you bitch. I'm not fucking weird. Girl blonde. <laughs> and my my parents told me that like okay next time she calls you weird my parents just wanted me to troll them looking back like it was never it was like next time she says you're weird just say thank you she won't know what to say and i remember i was sitting there and i said something and she went you're weird and i went thank you and i was like and she was just like and in my mind i was like got the bitch that worked yeah she never called me weird again Oh, I think man. that I, yeah I remember that so clearly because I think that I remember from a very young age I was like oh she stopped because it wasn't the satisfying part wasn't her calling me weird it was my reaction to it and when I changed my reaction now she's not getting at all what she wanted it actually is completely in my control oh for sure yeah I feel like that year for me was like seventh grade where I learned like I'm sure my mom gave me lots of advice like you know you know, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. you know, um, what was the advice? You know, it was, you know, uh, you have to be a friend to make a friend was a lot of the advice. OK, that's cute. To be a friend, to have a friend or whatever. Um, like, so like if I saw somebody at the grocery store, I would like I was a kid and I would uh. like always be like, uh, what's the soup say? And I would like <laughs> try to hide. But I was a weird kid and like all that. And I feel like that's definitely what made me be a stand up comedian because it was always very much make fun of yourself before they can get you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I got that in like seventh grade because everybody called me Harriet the Spy for a full ass year. <laughs> Why did they call you Harriet the Spy? Because I look like goddamn Michelle Trachtenberg from Harriet the Spy. Like I had the, the low pony pulled. I had the Cameron Mannheim. Pony lower than Cameron Mannheim. Um, and I did. I genuinely look like it. You know, she wanted to be a Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They never called me Big Tits on that show, whatever her name is. <laughs> that was very much that girl, Katie Hughes. Yes, the uh, middle part. Can you see that? Yeah, I can. Yeah, she for was, sure. She was in that ice skating movie. And that's the thing I loved. I loved Harriet the Spy, the book series. And then when that movie came out, it like ruined my fucking life. But she was cute. 
but it doesn't i mean it could be princess diana yeah. is, that's a cutie yeah, um people, just, you know like whatever it is they they say is negative you know yeah. they're like bitch you look like fucking paula Patton," and i'd be like no <laughs> you know love i love Patton. paula Patton, but if they like said that to me um where is paula Patton? please be in a movie katie, katie needs you. Need paula Patton around um and i feel like going from seventh grade to eighth grade just being like not not fuck all. I don't even think I said that back then. Like yeah. fuck all these people, but like going like, oh, I'm gonna be, not the class clown, but I'm gonna make sure I get the joke in first. And I think that you know could wind up being that episode of Thirty Rock where Liz goes home and they're all like, you were a bitch. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good. And episode. I really related to that when I saw it. But like, I feel like yeah, that that switch where you go, oh, my mom was saying like ignore these people, you know, like say thank you instead. It's like no, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna let get, me get at them before yeah, they Yeah, I'm going to get them first. And I feel like that very much was a trajectory for me. Mm. <laughs> I'm a frugal little freaky bitch. Okay, here's one. Oh, here's one question. I'm so happy that you like the taste of cum when the fruit flavor is long-lasting, longer than 20 seconds. Thank you for listening, because this means that you listen to the <laughs> pod. <laughs> yeah, who the fuck are you? Because I don't think it's who we think it is. Is 100% who I think it is. She has never said anything to me about it. That's because it's a fun little game. I think it... Who else could it be? I just... I don't even think she's listened to that many episodes. Yeah, she's busy. And we live together. Like, it's, you know, listening to the podcast of the person that you talk to all the time. Yeah. Chris doesn't listen to mine. Zach doesn't fucking listen. I asked him to listen to the last one because my mom said it was her favorite. It was a but good one. Yeah, it was, it was good. Really last one was good. But of course, yeah, they talk to us all the time. <laughs> They're not going to listen to us just talk again about... I've already said everything, I'm sure. I'd say I could talk so fucking much. Like, every thought I have is out into the universe. So. Yeah, now I just go home and give Chris the recap. I go, this is what we talked about today. We do a, <laughs> I do another podcast after this one. You should have it. At, all right, whoever makes our Patreon, make a level that you get an additional podcast episode of Katie explaining the podcast to Chris and him going, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, that's funny. He will look at pictures of the baby. I'm breaking him down on the baby. Yeah. Cause we're going over for Thanksgiving. <sighs> so I go look at this video of the baby and he goes, okay. <laughs> it's fun. Okay. This, okay. Next. This question's good for you actually. Cause I know you've been wanting to talk about this. What is your favorite show right now? <laughs> I feel like that was you writing no, it. So it we was, can answer it. It was finally. not. <gasps> oh my God. Okay, here's my favorite show right now. Thank God for somebody asked. It's Rizzoli and Isles. Rizzoli, Rizzoli and Isles. <laughs> I have so many thoughts about this show, and I was thinking about writing like tw- my 20 top concerns about the show and then just asking you to be like, pick one, and I'll just do like five of them. Oh, that's great. So I might do that in the future. Here's here top of the it's the most generic procedural in the planet. Yeah, expl- give give people. I watched I watched the first episode this week. Because and it- I watched all the Murdoch family murder show. Oh, I can't wait to watch. Chris and I are going to watch that together. So I needed something to like unwind with. Perfect unwind. And I watched I watched the first episode of that. And it was longer than I thought it would be. <laughs> so it is long. over an hour. <laughs> and nothing gets done. So, okay, here's the thing. Rizzoli, Jane Rizzoli, played by Angie Harmon, <laughs> is a woman from Boston who has a southern accent. <laughs> that is true. She does have a southern accent. <laughs> Start off. She's not even trying. Her mother played by the talented, gorgeous Lorraine Bracco I of love, Sopranos. I love her mom in it. Her mom's great, her, right? I really like that character. Very strong Boston accent. Yeah. And she's a real goof. Yeah, she's silly. She's really hamming it up. She's doing a lot with her face. Yeah. That's a lot. Then you have Maura Isles, played by someone I don't know her name. I don't know who she is. 
but the the thing that sold me on the show was that it said uh, Jane Rizzoli is a fantastic detective, and her partner Maura Isles is a, a medical examiner who's attractive. <laughs> They're equally attractive. Would you agree with that? They're, yeah. When you said one of them was attractive before I watched it, I was like, which one? Because I saw the photo. They're both beautiful. One's more petite, I suppose. One is like one's supposed the to be the other one's more petite, but she's skinnier. She's skinnier. Rizzoli's the other one's curvier. So skinny. Yeah, Maura Isles is like curvier. Yeah. It's and so funny with those because, like, she comes in, the one who's not supposed to, she's gorgeous. Gorgeous. And it'll be like, one of the cops is like, you look like shit. And I'm like, no, she doesn't. She's never looked like shit. The thing about the show that really, like, grabs me is that none of them have a defined personality. No. One episode, Rizzoli will say, no snacks for me, please. The next episode, she'll be like, I want to eat a whole chocolate cake. And yeah. it's very, like, this... Uh, there was no plan for a next episode. <laughs> no. Each episode is flying by the seat of its pants. When they said at the end of the first, I assumed, based off of that description, my, I thought the first episode would be the two of them meeting, and it would kind of be like a two broke girls situation. Right. Where like, oh, unlikely friends become friends. But I was like, oh, okay, they already know each other. And then at the end of the episode, she was like, she said, she said something referring to her as her best friend. And I was like, that was so surprising. I was like, wait, are they best friends it felt like they had just started working together yes. and they were forming a friendship and now they're best friends so then you go on and you just got to keep watching because there's seven seven series seven seasons right oh my god so my vibe from jane is that she's a lesbian that's what i've been reading on reddit is people assume they're both a cup they're a couple it feels very like fanfic they're a couple yeah they were laying in bed together at the end of the first episode right Right. And so, like, every episode is, like, I'm, like, she's so gay for her, right? Like, and that's fine. Yeah. Just say it. Like, make that the plot of the show. Yeah. I would love that. Do that. No. We're not going to do that. Maura Isles is very, like, sexually open. Like, she likes to date. She likes to have sex. But also, she seems extremely autistic. Like. Yeah, she is. Right? Like, so, so you'll have a conversation with her, and she's just, like, stating facts. And it's a lot of stuff, like, you'd read in a trivia book. Like, rats can't vomit. Yeah. And she'll just, like. <laughs> So the the dialogue is very exp, exp, uh, expositional. Yeah. Ex, whatever yeah. that word is. Um, and so you got the undiagnosed autist. You got the undiagnosed lesbian. Let's just like say those things. Like say them. But I know that's not what the character. Like I know those no. aren't the characters. Cause because the show's poorly written and they don't have any dimension. And it's also contradictory because Mora, she won't get anything. Someone will ask her something as a joke and then she'll very seriously give like a factual answer like that and then a second later she'll be completely flirting with a guy and i'm like that's very different qualities you're like because right now you're being like you're not understanding the irony of that you're giving a fact and then a second later all you are is like jokey jokey yeah real tonal issues um yeah it's like the people who write each scene forget what happened a minute ago (laughs) i had when i started having problems with the first show was when it just became so insanely unrealistic (laughs) like so basically in the first episode oh yeah we find out there's this man there's these murders that have happened and they're following the mo of this other guy who they've already locked up okay we get the backstory her name's jane jane so jane this guy jane tried to capture this guy and he was gonna kill her and he stabbed both of her hands so the entire episode she's like rubbing her hands yeah 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 okay it's a lot it's trying to be like um 
like a, a along came a spider movie. Yeah. But in TV form. It's not. Yeah. So then. All right. They go to interview this guy. He doesn't give them anything. But there's someone else out there doing the same thing he's doing. So they probably, you know, they probably know each other. Right. So this man who's in jail, he somehow I don't know how he takes a pill. Where did he get a pill? He's in maximum security. Where did he obtain? <laughs> I forgot the pill. He takes a pill and the security guards come in. The pill has, like, made it appear that he's, like, in a coma or dead, okay? So they take him to, the to like, the nurse's area or whatever. And then later the co- FBI agent comes to Jane. It's like, you need to sit down um, because the guy escaped. And then we watch security footage of <laughs> the guy who was in maximum security prison is on a hospital bed, not, not uh, fucking handcuffed or anything. And there's like four nurses there, no police officers for some reason. I think also a police officer. And he wakes up and somehow manages to punch them all. This is an old man. He's like, pop, pop. He manages <laughs> to knock them all out yeah, yeah, yeah. and then look in the camera and like give a message to the girl. Okay. Then he's gone. No one can find him. She comes later. She goes to her. Someone broke into her apartment and she goes to her apartment like because they think it's them. So she goes to the apartment and this guy comes and he's like, um, there's been an attack. Like, it's, it was your neighbor. Can you identify the body? And she's like, oh, no, not my neighbor. He takes her to like a truck, as an ambulance. As soon as I see this truck, I go, don't get in that truck. She, she just we goes into the that. truck. She opens the body bag. And guess who's in the body bag? <laughs> the guy who escaped prison, which means they had to obtain a truck and a body. They had to get. And that Props. guy had to get a uniform. He had to buy a costume to yeah. look like he was a police officer. And they did this all in no time. No time. It's just so, like, that's, I was like, this, oh, so anything can happen in this. So that's the thing, is that anything does happen as long as it was on another procedural television yeah. show first. Every single plot line is something that is taken from another show. Because here's what here's my theory, and I'm going to read about it for next week. We're going to do a full, we'll do a Christmas special Please. on Rizzoli and Isles. And also, her name's Rizzoli. The music is like Dropkick Murphys. It's like she's an she's an Italian woman. Just because it takes place in Boston doesn't mean she's Irish. And yeah. I don't know. And they keep saying uh, when they say Isles, they go Oz. Yeah. And it sounds like they're saying Doctor Oz. A yeah, lot it of really the time. does. Um, so, uh, I think what happened was they had the closer. Okay. Which was Kira Sedgwick being like this badass bitch who's like the best interrogator, best liar in the country. And she's a very good actress. And she comes into like a very toxic masculine workplace, blah, blah, blah. Eventually over time, all of their character arcs go, oh, we see that she's doing it right. We like women, blah, blah, blah. And it's really good. Okay. 10 out of 10, the closer. I'll watch that. Then it spins off into major crimes. Kira Sedgwick's doing something else. They get Mary McDonald. She's working with all the same dudes who used to be misogynists, uh-huh. but they don't like her because she was in um, internal investigations. Got it. She warms their hearts. Series con- concludes. Um, and then I think they thought, we got to make another show where there's women leads uh-huh. doing procedurals mm-hmm. where the men are kind to them. But there's no character arc. So like Corsac, who's like the sergeant, yeah, he'll say some shit that sounds like he went to the most therapy on the planet. Yeah, I was impressed with him. He goes, "Thank you for including me in your family," and I'm like, "Yeah, he." It's so weird. It's so weird. He apologized to her. Yeah, so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, what I didn't like was, oh, so she near she narrowly escapes death, right? Yeah. This guy tases her. He literally says he's gonna fucking kill her. Then they're gonna do all this insane shit to her. She narrowly escapes death, and then it's just like. 
all right, let's go get Bloody Marys. I'm like, aren't you fucked up right now, dude? Yeah. Aren't you? The guy who almost killed you escaped and almost killed you again. Right. And you're just like, ugh, let's go get a Bloody Mary. And then the other thing is that when it comes to, like, social issues, somebody who's been a, a police detective cop, whatever, for years probably has seen a lot of bad things. Yeah. Let's imagine. This woman has no sympathy for anybody who drinks, does drugs. She's like, my brother Tommy is a real loser because he had a beer one time. And it's like <laughs> she has no no idea that there's like restorative justice. Nothing behind that. Right. And then what was my other thing? She's also supposed to be the best detective in Boston when most cases are solved like some deuce ex machina thing where yeah. it's like, hey, this, is this the shoe you were looking for? And they're like. Jane solved it again. It's like Jane hasn't solved shit. Jane's been very lucky. Also, Mora has a pet tortoise for no reason whatsoever. No reason. That made me so mad. And Mora's like a billionaire. Yeah, her house She's is so rich. Insane. That Lorraine Bracco lives. Jane's mom lives with Mora Isles. She does? Yeah. Why does she do that? The uh, Jane's father, Chaz Palmieri, <laughs> Palmieri, the guy from like uh, all the all the mafia movies. Uh-huh. He's the dad, and he leaves the mom. Oh, it's basically no. two people from The Sopranos made the dumbest woman on earth. This is insane. And it sounds like we don't like this show, but if I didn't like it, would I have watched almost all of it? Are you almost done? Yes. Does and it I, get better? It does. Okay. Season five, six. No, I, ju- no, I just started season six. And this is something I'm not watching fully throughout. I'm like, put it on, watch a couple episodes, fall asleep, and then pick it up wherever I <laughs> wake up. You also, know what I mean? every episode's an hour. The way you were talking about this, I thought the episodes would be 30 minutes. They should be 10 minutes. <laughs> because they solve the case so quickly once it gets to like that part where you're like, none of the other stuff mattered. Um, I also hate how bad she is with men. Like, the, that FBI agent comes that's very attractive, and he asks her out to dinner and stuff, and she's just, like, clearly wants to, and she's just like, no. There's one part where Billy Burke is her love interest. I think that's the guy. And they, he brings her flowers, and she gives him a hug and a kiss on the cheek, and I'm like, this is the guy that you're going to sleep with last night, and you'll kiss him on the mouth? Like, I was so, I'm so, that's why I think she's gay. She's gay, She's yes. so gay. So around season five, they give they they figure out something about these characters where it's not better okay but tonally it's better like where it's like uh i like that when they cut i like so much about the show when they cut from a scene they always give you too much time at the end after they've stopped talking (laughs) (laughs) so it'll be like i said something you said something and then we both like look away and then they cut and all of the lines are like this like i'm not gonna say the lines are like this but da 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 if you think ba da 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 da, then ba da 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 da. What are you eating? Tuna? Yeah, that's what I called your mom in bed last night. Oh, real rich for a guy like you. Ba da 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 da. Quippy, quippy, quippy. Quip, quip, but quip. not re- well written quips. Bad quips. It is getting better. Like they've started making um, Jane less, less obviously attracted to Mora. Okay. And then Mora's getting more of her personality. It does seem better around like season five. I was just like watching it and I was like, I wonder what their auditions like were for this. Just I think this must be a project that it like a vehicle for them made by their husbands to get them out of the house. Because <laughs> there's no point of view. This is there's an actor's no nightmare the entire time. Like you can't feel like good actors doing this. Like they're doing their best. I guess that's a, a, a good point to get from you is like they can't like these lines, right? This no. can't be like they're like, oh, this is great. It's like I am impressed because they're not bad. Like I'm impressed by them that they're like living in the truth of the moment and finding it. 
and just kind of giving themselves over it. It's the same way I feel watching Marvel movies. It's I'm like, to Scarlett Johansson, I know you're making like $50 billion right now, but you must feel like a total fucking cuck saying the lines like, well, if we don't get the generator on time, then that means the whole world. And then Robert Downey Jr. looks at you and is like, it's going into Empress. Like, it's all just, it sounds so fake. If we don't get the Tesseract, then dinner won't be ready. If we don't get Tesseract, no. It's not that dinner won't be ready, Katie. They move something. It means there'll be no dinner <gasps> ever again. It's so. <laughs> it's just like it's a da 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 da. Yeah. And then Robert Downey Jr. being like, I don't give a fuck about anything, but I love my wife. It's like what? I love Pepper Potts, the woman I won't look at for four <laughs> movies. But yeah, I think it's. I also think it's just valuable to watch, like as a writer, where you're like, oh, now I know why I like this show so much because it's missing. This show's missing all of the things I liked over here. Interesting. Yeah. So anyway, thank you for asking and letting us talk about it for 20 minutes. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Atlantis <gasps> is opening a new comedy club. Who books it's it? called Club Glub. Who? <laughs> <laughs> all the hottest people are there. All the hottest people are there. Aquaman. Did you hear who's headlining this weekend? Who's that? Kevin Shark. <laughs> I was trying to think of I was trying to think of a pun of Kevin Hart making him an animal. <laughs> Chris Underwater Rock. Oh, that was better. Mm, uh, coral. But uh, I don't want to. I don't want to coral with you. Let's not coral. Then we should just wave goodbye. Goodbye. What you say? What that mean? I don't know. Top shelf, bitch, I'm on the